them to spout the land of Canaan and said to them, get you up this way southward and go up to the mountain and see the land which it is, what it is and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad or what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up. They, they, they've come through the wilderness. They've came out of the Red Sea, came through the wilderness, and now Moses has sent them to spy out the land. Watch what happened in verse number 21. They're looking over into Canaan. Verse 21, so they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin under Rehob. As many came to Ramath, and they ascended up by the mountain and came unto Hebron, where Ahiman, Shishai, Talmai, the children of Anak were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. They come to the brick Ishkal, cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bury it between two upon a staff. They brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called the brook Ishkal because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. They returned from searching of the land after 40 days, and they went and came to Moses, to Aaron, to all the congregation of the children of Israel, the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh, and brought back word unto them, unto all the congregation, and shewed them the fruit of the land. I mean, imagine them grapes on that one cluster hung between two men on a pole. And they told him and said, We came unto the land, verse 27, where thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, the Cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Boy, thank God for some Caleb's. Amen. Verse 31. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. Verse 33, And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which some of the giants... And we were in our land, in our own sight, as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Father, we pray today that you'd help us to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost, help us to be mindful of you. And Lord, I thank you for the text and all that it means. I'm glad there is a land of promise, there's a land of victory, there's a land of victorious Christian living. There is a land, Lord, that symbolizes the, that, that Christian experience, Lord, will be lived full of the Holy Ghost we live in a land of milk and honey. I pray, Lord, that we'd experience that. We'd rejoice in it. Lord, we'd shout about it. I know there'll be war in Canaan, but, and there'll be wells in Canaan. And, and Lord, I, I know there'll be overwhelming worries when we look into Canaan. But, Lord, I pray you'll give us the strength to be strong and of good courage. 
For Lord, you are greater than anything that we may face. And I pray God that you would manifest that in our hearts tonight. Help us to preach with unction and power of the Holy Ghost. I pray you accomplish in every life, sinner and saint that needs to be done. And get glory, we pray, as our Savior, the only one deserving of praise and honor. We pray you would get it tonight. Thank you for what you got in store, what you're going to accomplish, and we'll give you the praise. Watch over every one of our loved ones that are not with us, some that are lost, some that are overseas, some that are headed there. We pray for our missionaries around this world, God, that your will would be accomplished. Thank you for what you have in store. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help us, I want to preach on this thought I mentioned earlier, scarecrows or hook, line, and sinker. I want to mention just uh, three points. I'm only going to preach on one tonight. But I want you to look with me in verse number 21. Moses has sent up them to spy out the land of Canaan. In verse number 17. They're fixing, they've wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and uh, are, they're going to wander in the wilderness for 40 years because of the bad report that they're fixing to give. And verse number 17, Moses said, We've, I want you to spy out the land in Canaan. And said unto them, Go ye up this way southward and go up into the mountain. So the Bible said in verse 21, they went up, they searched the land, and as they, they searched the wilderness of Zin to Rehob, and the men came to Hamath, and they had sent it up by the south on the Hebron. There was no part of the territory that they didn't fully search out. So number one, just want to mention this one, they took a look, the look that they took. They surveyed what God had promised them, and God had already told them, Anywhere you put your foot is going to be yours. Everything that you see. This is the promised land. But again, all they saw was the problem. They could not trust God and his promise. And verse number 21 said they did what he said. They did go up. They did search it. So they, the look that they took. But then look in verse number 23 and 24. Notice this, the brook that they took. Verse number 24, here or 23, here's what the Bible said. And they came into the brook of Ishkal, cut down their branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and the figs. The place was called the brook Ishkal because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. So the look they took, but the brook they took. They called those grapes, those grapes, they called that place Ishkal. It was so big, Brother Scott, that two grown men of Israel put a big stake, a, a big stave or a piece of wood between them and had one cluster of grapes. I like what Brother Ralph Sexton Sr. said. He said they was, them things were so big you could have scooped the goodie out and put one of them on for a swimming cap. I mean, them's big grapes. They got pomegranates hanging out their pockets. They had never seen anything like this. Uh, they going to enjoy it. So they, they looked at what God had provided them. They looked at what God had provided them. Watch what they took. They took the fruit, and the fruit was the loot. But here's the hook they took. The look they took, the brook that they took, but here's the hook they took. They fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Look at verse 25. When they get back, here's what they said. They returned from searching the land for 40 days. Now, every day they searched it, because of this bad report they're faxing to give, they're going to have to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Watch what happened. They came, they showed the fruit, 
They said, hey, the land's good. It's got milk and honey in verse number 27. He said in verse 28, here's what they said. Here's the, here's the lie that they took. The lie. They took the lie that the devil told them. Here's what he said. The Amalekites, the people are strong in verse 28. They told who they were, the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites. They dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea. There ain't nowhere we can go where there ain't a bunch of big folks over there. Look what he said. So they saw the, the people that are tall. The cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak. That's more of them giants. Verse 37 said, Them giants, the son of Anak, are so big that we are in our own sights as grasshoppers and we are in their sights as grasshoppers. Here's what they said, Brother Scott. He said, uh, no matter God's promise to stay, hey, we looked at it. It looks good. It's a land of milk and honey. There's no land like this. I mean, we got pomegranates to prove it. We got figs to prove it. Uh, we've got grapes to prove it. Look at this one cluster of grapes. I, I mean, they looked at everything that God had told them. They looked at everything that God had provided for them. They took a look. They took the brook, it's called, and down there was them big old grapes. Their loot was the fruit that they took back. And said, looky, looky, look at what we got. But here's the, here's the hook they took. They took the lie of the devil. The devil told them a lie. Here's what the devil will do us if we don't watch it. The, he'll show, God will provide us a field full of corn. And all we'll see if we don't watch it is the scarecrow standing in the middle. God will, God will provide us a land of milk and honey. And all we see are the scarecrows that are running us away from what God has provided. There's a lot of scarecrows in our life. I want to talk a little bit about them scarecrows. When I said they, they took it, they took the lie of the devil. Hook, line, and sinker. They took of the fruit, but they also took the line, the line lies of the devil. I remember one time we was fishing over here at Silver Creek Campground, me and my dad, and the uh, biggest bass probably I've ever seen in my, with my own eyeballs. And I know I was little. Listen, I went down there to see Michael and Connie and them, and uh, Hollis said he caught a fish. It started out this big, and it kept getting bigger. But I'm telling you all, this thing was huge. I mean, it was big. And uh, we you know how we caught it, brother? We kept throwing that little jitterbug out there until that bass swallowed it, hook, line, and sinker. We tricked that rascal. We, we made him think it was going to be good for him, and he bit it, and we snagged him. Now, y'all know the rest of the story. The thing jumped out and spit it back at us, but we had him. We had him hook, line, and sinker. And if you're not careful, that's what the devil will do to us. He'll show, the, he'll show us all the scary things. He'll say, look at all the opposition. Look at all the walls. There's no way you can take that land. Then the devil will say, well, look at all the opposition, the opposers. Not just the walls, not just the obstacles, but look at the opposers. Look at all the giants. You're outnumbered and you're small in the eyes of them big giants. And if you don't watch it, there'll be scarecrows in your life. I thought about scarecrows that the devil loves to throw up at us. See, the, you ever think about a, a scarecrow? The scarecrow is something that the devil uses sometimes in our lives to keep us from accomplishing what God wants. All they saw were scarecrows. Caleb and Joshua saw giants that God could whoop. 
But the rest of that crowd saw giants that was going to whoop them. Caleb and Joshua saw a land that was good. All that that crowd saw besides Joshua and Caleb was the walls and the tall people and the tall guys and the tall walls was their downfall. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't watch it, the devil will throw up everything in your mind, throw up every opposition, every single person that's opposing you. And if you don't watch it, you'll be like that crowd that wants to come down there and eat that goodie, but you'll see the scarecrows. Number one, I want you to think about this, the advertisement of the scarecrow. What the scarecrow really, if the scarecrow is in a field, if, if the giants are there placed there by the devil, if the opposition and the walls, the obstacles are high, here, here's what the scarecrows are there for. The scarecrows are put into a field to keep the crows from eating the corn. And so it is in our life. That those scarecrows, though they're not real, they look real and they're scary. And the idea is when the, when the ravens or the crows see the scarecrow, though there's a lot of good things to eat, the advertisement that there's somebody there watching, that somebody's going to kill them birds, that somebody. I remember my grandpa one time had black birds getting in his, and he couldn't keep, Papa Troy couldn't keep the, couldn't keep the birds out of it. He put plates up and put strings all over the guard, had a little scarecrow, and that wouldn't do it. So he started shooting them with a shotgun and hanging them up by their feet, and that didn't scare them. I mean, them jokers is hard-headed. I wish to God we had some Christians that wouldn't allow any lines, any trip lines of the devil, any loud noises of the devil, any scarecrows of the devil, how to keep us from the goodies of God. See what the, the scarecrows are telling you, there's something good here and we need you to stay away from it. And the devil wants to put scarecrows in your life. Hey, the fact that the scarecrow is there is telling you there's something good there. You don't put a scarecrow in the desert. They didn't run into one scarecrow out there in the wilderness of sin. They only ran into scarecrow things that would scare them when it was something good that they could have. If there is an absence of a scarecrow, that means there's nothing good there. The devil don't mind. The devil don't mind. To, he won't even put up scarecrows and people that don't want to do something for God. But if somebody's wanting to live in victory, if somebody's wanting to cross Jordan, if somebody's wanting to live in the land of milk and honey, then the devil throws up scarecrows. He'll remind you of the sons of Anak. If the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites and all these tribes that are sitting there, if that don't scare you, he'll put up tall walls. If that don't scare you, he'll put up tall people. If that don't scare you, then he'll let the bad report of the majority of the people send you running with your tail tucked between your legs. And they're going to wander 40 years because of a few scarecrows that the devil had put over in Canaan. The absence of the scarecrow means there ain't nothing good there. I've said it before, the devil doesn't fight a church that's not trying to do something for God. The devil fights a church, he's a thief. And a bank robber will always go after an armored car that's full of money. A bank robber is not going to hit an empty car because he's not going to walk away with none. A thief wants to hit something that's got something in it. Somebody say amen. Hey man, the advertisement of the scarecrow is there's goodies here and we're going to scare you away. The absence of the scarecrow means there ain't nothing worth fighting for. Amen. The act of the scarecrow. It looks scary. I don't know if y'all have ever seen them. Matter of fact, some kids can't stand scarecrows. It makes them have dreams at night. 
But the act of a scarecrow is it looks mean, it looks scary, but there ain't no life in it. If you were to go up to it, you could rip it from limb to limb. You could rip its hat off. You could jerk that thing down. You could stomp it into a million pieces. It would, and that's exactly what God was going to do when they got enough guts in God after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness and God killed off that denying crowd and killed off that crowd that listened to the majority report. When they finally went across there, he turned the hornets backside, stinger front, and ran some of that crowd out just using bees. If God can use the bees to run that enemy out then there ain't nothing to them God is telling us don't believe the act hey the devil says they're scary the devil says stay away the devil says it's dangerous the devil says hey run while you can but I'm telling you don't believe the lie of the scarecrow it's an act there ain't nothing to it now the advantage of the scarecrow the scarecrow is seems at first tiring it seems first, it, it, it stands up tall. Most of the time when you ever see a scarecrow, it's up on a pole. It stands up t- taller than everything else around it because what the, what the devil wants you to do is focus on the negative and not on the positive. If, if the devil can keep your eyes on the scarecrows of this life, you won't see the goody that God's got for you. You won't see the blessings that God's going to benefit you if you'll just trust him by faith. He's going to roll the waters back. They're going to walk over on dry ground. He's going to push the walls of Jericho down like there's nothing. Amen. He's got, and matter of fact, y'all know the story. When they do finally go into Canaan, he sends them two spies. Them two spies is trying to search out and find some evidence, uh, see, check the city out, and they go to the red light district and find one woman named Rahab, and she's already got more faith than the rest of that crowd. Amen. And she hides them up underneath there. She's already quit walking on the street. She started drying out some, uh, some stuff that we know according to Proverbs that virtuous women do. Her character has changed. Her conduct has changed. And God's going to use a harlot, amen, to give safe passage to two spies. And God did it for two. He would have done it for 12 tribes. If God will do it for the remnant that's left, he'd have done it for the whole bunch. But the whole bunch right here in Numbers chapter number 13 looked at the scarecrows towering above everything and they said it's too much. We're grasshoppers in their sight. The the things that are scaring us, they're too big. The walls are too big. The people are too big. And that's what the devil will do if you don't watch it. You'll use the scarecrows in your life. Every day there'll be a scarecrow pop up. Every week there'll be a scarecrow pop up. Don't listen to the scarecrows. They're not real. They don't have a heart. They can't oppose you. And when God says you can have it, you can have it. The announcement of the scarecrow is saying, look at me. Keep your eyes on me. Don't look at anything that's around me. Keep your eyes right here. Remember what the Bible told us in the book of Hebrews in chapter number 12. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Brother Scott, if we've got our eyes on Jesus, we won't see the scarecrows to the right or to the left. I remember an old man, we was talking about him the other day. I was talking about getting up hay with Bill White. He used to live across the road from my grandma and my dad. And I remember old Bill White. Man, I, every time I think of hay, I think of Bill White. I put up so much hay with, and he, I don't know what it was. I know it's just getting up hay time, but it felt like it had to be 150 before he would put hay up. And man, it was hot, and man, we had these two guys. We always worked there. One of them couldn't talk good, but they was good workers. And man, I'd throw them up there, and I'd be the one have to get up in the barn. They're running that hay up that little chute, 
and I'm stacking that hay just as fast as I can, and I thought, man, this is wiring me out. I don't know what profit is it. I didn't get paid by eight bucks, seven, eight bucks an hour. I thought that was, I was making a killing. But the reality was, brother, I was wearing myself out. My back was going to get wore out. I was, I was breaking out due to the hay. I was about to pass out due to the heat. And I, I did what I had to do just to make ends meet. But old Bill White said, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, son. He said, you put up hay there long enough. Come over here with me. I'm going to show you something about this horse. And I went down there, and he had a personal garden near Green Creek Fire Department. Went down there at Green Creek Fire Department, and, and I don't know if y'all have ever seen him do this, but he, he, I don't remember the horse. I was too young. I don't remember. It might have been a mule. I, I just remember he plowed his personal garden with a horse, not with a tractor. You remember that, Brother Michael? And, and he told me, he said, I want you to watch this horse. He had blinders on it. Highway 9 traffic going up and down, Highway 9. I mean, man, them, thing, them cars is going wide open. And that horse never paid attention to the cars. That horse never paid attention to what was going on in the fire department. That horse didn't, nothing distracted that horse. He would plow a straight line. And he, I, I don't, I guess he just wanted to plow with it. And he plowed back and forth. And I said, I asked him one time as a young boy, I said, why don't you put them blinders on there? He said, because if you don't put blinders on, he'll be distracted and the roads will get crooked and my garden won't be laid out straight. That's exactly what it is with this world. We got to make sure we keep Holy Ghost blinders on so we're not distracted by everything that runs up and down the road. Everything that's flashy and everything that seems like, man, is just full of filthy lucre. We can't be distracted by that. We have to keep our eyes looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Because if not, we're going to miss the goodies because all we can do is fixate on the scarecrow. We're going to miss out on the blessings of God. We're not going to enjoy victory. We're not going to live in the land of victorious. Holy Ghost filled life because all we're going to think about is the scarecrow but it's not real it's, hey the scarecrow is really an advertisement they something the devil don't want us to have they something good here that God's got for us he's not going to fight something amen unless it's something good for us so the devil fights because he knows there's a blessing waiting on you so don't let the scarecrows don't let the scarecrows keep you from it let it be an advertisement that that's right where I'm headed because God's got something for me. Amen. No, don't, don't believe the act of the scarecrow. It, it's not real. It says, hey, I'm going to get you. I'm scary, but it's, it, it's not going to hurt you. You see, what God has promised, the devil cannot prevent. What God has promised, problems cannot remove. And, and, and this morning, I mentioned this, I'm going to say it one more time. They're on the boat. Jesus is on the boat. God's gave them a promise they're going to go to the other side. Brother, the, instead of trusting what the precepts, the words that God, Jesus done told them, instead of worshiping like they should have worshiped, instead of trusting the words, they let their worries overcome them and the problem became the thing that dominated their life instead of the promise of God's provision that God said we're going to go to the other side. Now, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in our life. I don't know what all of us are facing, but I know what some of us are facing. And I do know this, according to Numbers in chapter number 13, because they gave a bad report, it's going to affect, it's going to affect generation to come. They're going to have four decades of trouble because 10 people outweighed the two people and it only took 10 people to cause a whole congregation to have to wander for 40 years. It only, it only took 10 people 
10 people to persuade a whole congregation. I'm talking about millions. 10 people persuaded millions of people. Don't look at the blessings. Don't look at the provisions. Don't trust in the promises. You've got to look at all the problems that we'll face. If we go in there, the walls are too high and the people are too high. We're like grasshoppers in our sight. We ain't got no courage, in other words. And, and when they look at us, they're going to stomp us like a bug. Hey, look, they scared them backwards and they walked backwards for 40 years. So here's what, here's what you're going to have to decide. God's got blessings for you in Canaan land living. He's got blessings for you with going on for the glory of God. You can listen to the lie of the devil. Why don't you just search at all the blessings that God's got for you? Why don't you take his Bible and search all the promises? All the promises are God are yea and yea in Christ Jesus. Everything that's in this book. Somebody said, preacher, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I've read that Bible. Uh, there's 365. He just heard it from somebody else. I, I've said it myself. And, but and when you go to looking at it, Brother Scott, they said there's 366 promises some say 365 promises that's one for every day of the year but if you look at it there's thousands of promises because every one of us need more than one promise a day I'll promise you that we need more than that God has said he never lead his, see his righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread God had promised that he would take care of his people and even when they had to pay the temple tax God told Peter to fish like he never fished he didn't fish with a hook and line but he sent Peter Peter down there to fish for one fish and he come out with the right amount of money to pay the temple tax. If God wants to, he can use a fish and stuff his mouth full of money to take care of all your problems. God knows that he's got blessings waiting on you. Don't let the scarecrows that the devil's put up in your mind. Don't look at it like, hey, oh man, that's scaring me away. Look at it as an advertisement. There's goodies and blessings or the devil wouldn't try to keep me from it. There's benefits, amen. If, if I want to go forward for God. I don't want to walk backward. Generations were affected because this crowd let 10 people talk them out of it. They didn't have but two that talked good about it. There ain't nothing that God can't take care of. Caleb and Joshua said, hold up. He tried to steal the people. Ain't that what he said? He tried to, Caleb steal the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. Let us possess it. And we will be able, we'll be well able to overcome it. Two of them, Joshua and Caleb said, it don't matter. God said it and it can be ours. But 10 people let the scarecrows the devil stuck up. High walls and tall people. Tall walls and tall people created their downfall, and they walked in the wilderness for 40 years. So you're going to have to make a decision. Am I going to go on for the glory of God, or, I, or am I going to let the scarecrows the devil puts up in my life prevent me from the blessings that God's promised me? He promised them. He just did. Even when he brought them out of Egypt, here's what, here's what the Lord told them. I brought you out of Egypt to bring you into a land. Brother Scott, it's just like the boat trip. Get in the boat, going to go to the other side. God said, I'm bringing you out to bring you in. The same God that brought them out would bring them in. 
Did everyone in here, did God not bring you out of Egypt? Did he not bring you out of sin? Then the same God that brought you from the old life will take you all the way to heaven. I don't understand all the things that go on in the middle. Sometimes we're like the disciples. Carest thou not? You said you cared for me. It sure don't feel like you care for me. You said you're the great comforter. It don't feel like you're comforting me. You said you was the great physician, but it don't feel like you're taking care of my physical needs. Lord, you promised me you was my good shepherd, my great shepherd, but Lord, I'm beginning to wonder, do you care? That's the scarecrow of the devil. He wants me you to second guess all the promises that God gave him. He brought them out to bring them in. Let's all stand heads bowed and eyes closed. Victoria, you